1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode one <laughs> 190 of the All-Dolphins podcast on this Monday, January 8th, 2024, the in the aftermath of the Dolphins' 21-14 loss against the Buffalo Bills in the showdown for the AFC's titles. This is episode 190. By the way, uh, when we did the live episode Sunday night, we did not address them. the 89 season to commemorate with episode 29. So very quickly, Dolphins were 8-8. Eight forgettable year. The only thing really noteworthy is the Dolphins had two first-round picks that year, and they took two guys from state schools, running back Sammy Smith from Florida State, safety Lewis Oliver from Florida.
2: Uh, um, Lewis Oliver panned out pretty good.
1: Correct. Good, solid player, and Sammy Smith did not pan out so much. 1990, however, uh, as reflected by episode 190, was a much better year for the Dolphins. It ended a four-year drought uh, missing the playoffs. Dolphins were 12-4 and that season, and they actually did it a lot with a defense that was very, very good until the playoffs when in the second round they lost against the Buffalo Bills 44-34.
2: Now, Uh, refresh my memory. What led to the four-year drought that preceded that?
1: More than anything, their defense was was really bad. And then in 1990, the defense became really good. Uh, Jeff Cross was one of the main guys on it, defensive end. And again, they were very good. They beat, uh, in fact, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, their opponents in the playoffs this Saturday night. In the first round of the playoffs, coming back from a 16-3 deficit in the fourth quarter, 117-16. If memory serves, the Chiefs missed a late field goal attempt by Nick Lowry to secure the victory for the Dolphins.
2: Nick Lowry.
1: Nick Lowry. So it was like that was a very good season yeah, uh, in 1990. Um, that was not a very good night last night. Dolphins losing 21-14. Uh, and, and let me let me start by saying there was a lot of comments about Omar you and I being way too soft on Tyree Kill because uh, yeah. give him give him a pass for the drop passes. Yes, he's yeah he, he had issues with drop passes and and I went back and looked at several plays when I did my five biggest plays of the game for all Dolphins.com which you can check out for free. And two of those involved Tyreek drop passes, one of which was on turn seven, one of which was on the last drive when the dolphins did get a DPI, but Tyreek still after getting turned around by the DB still had a chance to make what should have been an easy catch. And who knows how far he could have taken that pass. So no, he was not good.
2: I don't expect Tyreek to walk on water. Um, I think he's doing the best that he can. Could he be bringing in those passes and passes that he's dropped in the end zone? Yes, he certainly could. Um, That's what he, why he's the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, but I'm just thankful he's actually playing. And there could be a lot of people who would be sitting it out and sitting down with that injury. And I'm not saying that anybody sitting out and sitting down right now are, are soft or, or not Tyree kill, but, um, look at what's happened to this offense when they lost two of their offensive primary weapons. I mean, Tyreek Hill is at least there on that line. Could you imagine what would happen to this offense if Tyreek Waddle and Mostert weren't there? So um, he's,
1: fighting, he's fighting through it because it, that's 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 a nasty injury he's got. I mean, that again, it still smells like a high ankle sprain, even though it's never been described as such.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's wearing a boot outside the facility, maybe earlier right. in the week, but. You know, it is what it is. He does. He did a beautiful backflip after after scoring.
1: <laughs> That's what's most important. And yeah. but yes, for, for those those guys, you guys out there, Bad Omar, it, and Allen. Yes, bad, bad Omar and Allen. It, it, it especially if we were going to be ragging on Tua for not having a, a particularly impressive outing. Tyreek didn't either. Uh, and I had written a column during the day on all that the Dolphins' best players needed to be their best players. While well, Christian Wilkins certainly delivered on that. Tyreek didn't, Tua didn't, uh, Jalen Ramsey didn't either. I don't know that he had that many opportunities, but he didn't. He wasn't uh, flawless in the least, because I'm going to go back to a very, very important point. Because I know if if you saw the morning shows, the national morning shows today, they talked about that third and 13 conversion with that crazy Josh Allen scramble, which it was. However, Need to point out that there was a flag on the play for defensive holding against Jalen Ramsey. So even if the Dolphins had tackled Josh Allen after two yards, Bills were getting a first down there anyway.
2: Um, all, in all honesty, and this is just complete, absolute, unequivocal transparency, which is what I give you here, all at all times.
0: Go
1: ahead.
2: I gotta flush the Bills if you if I'm gonna. If I'm gonna give this team a chance to actually put themselves in a mental position to take on the Kansas City Chiefs for a second time this season, take on the reigning Super Bowl champions, I gotta flush it. The whole thing. Just flush it. Just let it go.
1: Us are, us are the team. We're, we're, we're journalists. We don't we you know, dozen of, dozen it doesn't it,
2: it, it's 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 such a short week. The Dolphins have so many crises and fires that they gotta put out. And so many guys that they got to get back into the lineup and a game plan that they got to create to give themselves a chance. It's an elimination round. Like I can't be on Buffalo and who didn't play well and who didn't step up and who wasn't the lead and who didn't put on their big boy pants. And uh, I I'll, take, do... I'll do
1: that. then. I'll take care of that then. Uh, yeah. You can, you
2: can just look straight ahead and I'll multitask. You, you know, how I am. I'm, I'm linearly focused and. Listen, and I realize that I probably should apologize to the defense because they did their job. Thank you. wasn't okay. good, wasn't pretty, but they but did their job. It was a fa- correct. They they did their job. If you said to me that I'm gonna hold the Buffalo Bills to 21 points before the game,
1: 21 points including a punt return, which I'm sorry, is going yes. Yes,
2: okay, let me apologize. If you told me that the defense was going to hold the Buffalo Bills to 14 points during the game and a special team's going to give up a touchdown, would you take it? And I would have said, let's shake on it. I'll take it. It's a deal.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And because of that, you got to criticize, be concerned with the unit on the team that's probably delivered for most of the season, except for the last month, because they kind of been sucky for the last month. Um, the, the Dolphins offense. They didn't deliver points, they didn't deliver opportunities. And when they had one minute and 53 seconds, and I'll probably remember that time for the duration of Tannehill. Oh, sorry, I said Tannehill. Look what look what oh, I
1: did there. I slip right there. Look, look
2: what I did there. Look what I did there. I will probably remember 153 because I used I used to do that with um with um Ryan Tannehill and Chad Henney where those kill moments, those kill opportunities, where you have the opportunity to put a game away and put your team on the bat on your back and extinguish an opponent, take a life—you got you got to do it. And Tannehill has kills. He's he's got he's got games he's he's finishing and won. Um, none of them meaningful, except for the Miami Dolphins when he was playing for the Tennessee Titans. Um,
1: that, yeah, but that wasn't a kill. That was a spanking from the start. So.
2: Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, that wasn't a come from behind. Um, high stakes game, though. Uh, winner of high stakes game. Matt Moore's a winner of high stakes games, and probably's got more than two a, of a
1: I mean, are we talking about like late comebacks or something? Like, and and here's the thing: every quarterback has some. It's not like it's basically the degree of success when it happens. Because, like, for example, like even Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL has fourth quarter drives that don't end in a game winning score and he loses. You're not gonna get all of them and you're not gonna flub all of them.
2: Yeah. But we flubbed most of them this year except for Dallas. And and uh Chargers.
1: Correct. Yep. So but uh, if, anyway, let's but see. if we're looking forward, oi the injury situation. Did you just worse. boy
2: the injury situation?
1: Boy, worse, and boy. worse and worse, and worse and worse. Jesus
2: um well let let's just start with the the linebackers because basically the whole unit's cleaned out um andrew van Ginkle, season done with a foot injury you got cameron good another backup core special teamer pass rusher season done with a pcl injury um then this is a surprise to us jerome baker season done with a wrist injury um
1: surgery already
2: with with surgery already, uh, considering I pretty much expect Jerome Baker to be waived uh, at the end of the soft season in order to create cap space. Uh, the surgery being done now, probably a necessity so he can get to free agency. And And it's tough to see him come back from a knee injury and then yeah. be done with a hand injury. But, you know, this is the life in the NFL, especially when you're playing in December and January games. Uh, three major injuries because they were all... Prominent players to their specific units, and that includes Cameron Good. Because if you don't think special teams gets watered down because exactly. Cameron Good's not on it, yeah, you're already pretty mediocre anyway. So uh,
1: that's, that's being polite.
2: Yeah. So so that takes another hit, um, and also Mike McDaniel addressed some of the other injuries, uh, saying that Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, they wanted to play. They were close. There's just just a risk of injury that they can make the problem worse. Well, right now, no tomorrow if you don't play and do well on Saturday. So it'll probably be an all-hands-on-deck approach if they're they're healthy enough to go. Um, Does that necessarily mean that they're going to help contribute to a win? I don't know. Um, Right now, you have – Basically, Emmanuel Ogba, Melvin Ingram, and um, a practice squatter. Quentin, Quentin Bell. Bell. Quentin Bell.
1: Of Hart Knox fame.
2: Of Hart. Mr. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Max Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fake Max Crosby. And, hey, maybe the kid comes on the field and is like gangbusters and can't be stopped.
1: Who knows? We don't know. Or, uh, they, or they go outside the building and they're they're going to bring in somebody from the outside.
2: They got to bring in more than somebody. They need people. They need bodies. They need special teamers.
1: I uh, no, you got you know, Well, it, correct. Again, and this is where I call. I mean, I'm hearing like Justin Houston, Frank Clark. People want to JPP are the names that you want to hear because those, those are the big names. Uh, I'm going to guess today. You need guys that can play special teams think about it uh, yeah no p- partly i mean um think
2: about it now now that jerome is gone duke's gonna have to play all inside linebacker he can't play special teams he didn't play um, that
1: many snaps yeah, yeah, yeah. no he played yeah, he played like a, maybe a dozen snaps yesterday um no but my, my my point was that i would think since it's a short week normally that they dolphins would, would bring players for workouts and visits tuesday it's usually on a tuesday it's a short week uh, it, may, it still may be Tuesday because they, they're not practicing tomorrow.
2: Absolutely. It's going to be Tuesday.
1: Um, and my guess is there are going to be quite a few guys that they're going to bring in and see who looks best, who's in the best position. Linebacker
2: combine.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Linebacker you. Um, um, no, and, uh, and then McDaniel was asked specifically about JPP and why was it that he was waived in the, in the first place? And the answer had nothing to do with JPP, it was strictly about when a situation like this occurs you evaluate everything that's out there and we'll make the best decision
2: yeah um I I have a hard time believing that you can you can add guys now there's a level of you need guys who can actually can help you on special teams and JPP can't help you on special teams you 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 need guys who can help you on special teams units um also you probably got to add guys who have a little bit of familiarity with Vic Fangio's scheme or close to it or have played in it, something similar to it. Um, I don't know who that is. I'm not – and and you also – know you got Calvin Munston, so I don't think Jerome Baker – he played without Jerome Baker for the last month, so that should be fine. Um, but it's it's not a good situation. None of it's good. Um, none of oh, it's
1: good. No, and also – McDaniel kind of hinted that they're not, they're not planning on having Xavier Howard back for this game either.
2: Yeah. And uh, you know, he's not ruling anything out, but basically, you know, miracles do happen. Uh, That's not what he said, but you know um, it was basically, yeah, Xavier. And and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Um, We know Xavier's not coming back. Uh, They, there's no need to put anybody on IR right now because you don't need IR.
1: Ah, uh, they it's, it's, do, do well. No, you, you can sign him to the practice one, I guess. Well, because you remember, you can, you can only you can only elevate two players per game. Mm-hmm. And since they got three guys who have gone down.
2: Yeah, they got to get Melvin Ingram to be elevated up to the first team. Um, very correct. good catch by you, Pupard. That's yeah, what I you're do. here for.
1: Yeah, though every once in a while. And I don't even oh, know my what?
2: And we forgot to mention they're talking about. Changing the approach for Javon Holland, who clearly is dealing with or battling some kind of knee tenderness, soreness issue. um, uh, Trying to get trying to do something different uh, with him this week to have him basically play um, the entirety of the game. Um, It looks like he was basically asked to play in a nickel package or a dime package or a dime roll. Couldn't really tell. Um, and and to be honest with you, I have no desire to go back and look over the film just because uh, I'm you moving
1: really on. flushing it.
2: I told you, I'm flushing it, man. I can't, I can't live in that. I can't live in that. Gotta, gotta cleanse myself. Think of it like a, a like a, a colonics, just, just flush it all out, just mm-hmm. get it out, get out. Okay. Just-
1: um, yeah, he played, uh, because I, I did the weekly snap observations today, as I always do, day after the game, and I. <laughs> think as memory serves, it was about 28 snaps around that neighborhood that he played. Um, wasn't much of a factor, but then again, I mean, we really shouldn't have expected uh, too yeah. much given his and situation. To
2: quote, and to quote McDaniel and Xavier Howard, we're not planning for him to play to be in the game, but if things change, things change. So.
1: And let's also point out that Uh, This is going to be one of those since they played Sunday night. It's a short week. It's going to be a a weird practice schedule with the injury report. You're going to get ready for injury report based on estimations uh, a couple of times. The final injury report this week, instead of being Friday, is going to be Thursday because it's a Saturday game. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you've seen, but it's going to be cold in Kansas City on Saturday night. I, I I read somewhere possibility in the second half of the windshield factor being minus 18.
2: Minus 18. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's burr.
2: People got choices in life. They choose to live there. Okay. Um, I them,
1: didn't choose to play there.
2: <laughs> Good point. Some of them did though. Some of them did. Uh, I am... Um, Overly concerned about where Miami is in terms of the replacements and the injured players. And a lot of guys have stepped up and, and done good jobs replacing the Javon Hollins of the world for like Brandon Jones. And, and I guess Eli Apple's done a good job replacing starters on.
1: Whoa. whoa what's that about?
2: On the cornerback position. For sure. Um, but.
1: Serviceable for, I mean, again, it's, it's a backup cornerback you're talking about? He's well, I mean, to... How
2: many serviceable people are we going to have there on the field?
1: Well, that, yeah, that's a problem because, again, because the Dolphins right now are being being decimated by injuries. However, however, this could be a game where there could be close to full strength offensively if, if Waddle and, and Mostert indeed can play, because then you're going to have those two. You're still going to have A-Chain. Tyreek's going to be there. Your offensive line, which, by the way, did a very good job against the Buffalo front, which we were concerned might dominate the game. It didn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about Rob Hunt if he regressed. I know it wasn't addressed in a press conference, but um, I'm curious what the collateral damage is of Rob playing on that hamstring and if there is any or if there's just regular wear and tear to the body. Um, it, it looked like he was struggling a bit at points when I was watching the game, but made it through. Rob as a soldier, he's gonna warrior through. But when you warrior through, there are lingering effects to it. So I'm curious. I'm just curious.
1: No, that's fine. One
2: way or the other, I'm just saying I'm curious.
1: I know. Okay. And but again, my my point remains that the offense, given, actually even forget forget, the active roster. Overall, the, the, their offense is going to be just about as healthy as as they could hope for for this particular game. Understanding, I know Connor Williams and Isaiah went already on IR, that's, they're, they're gone. But with the, the guys on the 53, unless something happened to Hunt that we don't know about that, that he, can't, he can't return, you're going to have all hands on deck if most certain waddle play. so And this is going to be the game, and, and this offense has not delivered against quality opponents for the past three years. The numbers are there. Uh, And this is a game where they're going to have to do the heavy lifting because the defense is so nastily shorthanded. But this might be a case of strength against strength and weakness against weakness because right now the KC defense is much better than the KC offense. Yes? No? Maybe? Yes. So this is the time to deliver. And... It's actually interesting because you look at all the games against teams with a winning record. As I mentioned before, the the highest scoring game by the Dolphins over the past two years, in those games was against Buffalo last last December, and that was a game in the snow, in the cold. So now would be yes. the time. now would be the time. Lucky they scored twenty nine points that night. Give me twenty. Sign me up for twenty nine points right now.
2: Listen, um, you got to put a brave face on in circumstances and situations like this. Your season has come down to this. You've squandered opportunities, and now you've made your bed. Let's hope they don't—they choose not to lay in it. Um, or you've met—you've dug your coffin. Let's just hope they choose not to lay in it. What? That's
1: dark. That's dark.
2: I'm I'm in, I'm in a dark mood right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It, listen, offense isn't going to be the offense without Jalen Waddle. It just doesn't look the same without him. Not to say that it looked the same without Tyreek Hill. Um, they got to find a way. They got to continue to produce effective plays, continue to produce efficient offense, continue to or start not turning the ball over, continue to produce rushing attack um they're an efficient offense they've got an efficient quarterback it's just not present against those elite teams or those upper echelon teams and let's hope that the pressure doesn't mount get to them and and sort of tie them up like a noose
1: They just gotta let her rip hey as 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 professional athletes are so prone to saying which we have nobody expects us to win, we have nothing to lose.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, us that's against that's the world. I, well, I was surprised. You know, the, old,
1: the old nothing, we have nothing to lose. Well, yeah, you have your, your place in the playoffs to lose because if you lose, you're done. So, but it's you know, a little hyperbole of players say that all the time hey, we have nothing to lose, nobody's expecting us to win.
2: I was quite surprised that, um, that they're only three point underdogs.
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
2: and maybe that's a byproduct of the Kansas City Chiefs not playing well. Um, maybe that's a byproduct of them th- th- thinking or expecting Miami to get back a lot of their injured players. But I, I am, I have no idea what. I have no idea in terms of where where this is going. Um, but I do know that. They're up against their backs are up against a wall with a lot of injuries, and they got to figure out how to make it work with the pass rushers. They got to figure out how to make it work with the secondary. Uh, they got to figure out how to make it work with this receiving core, um, and hopefully they get Raheem Mostert back. So um, ultimately, you're pay, playing a team, a very good team, of Super Bowl contenders, shorthanded, and you got to make the best of the situation. That's just reality of what it is. And Dolphin fans can be like, oh, look at this season. That's so Dolphin. See, this is what we should expect. Oh, look, they were talking about Super Bowl. And yeah, a, a lot of that is valid. They were talking about Super Bowl and, and they had a lot of Super Bowl aspirations. And, and they had a lot of talent on this team. Notice the word I said is had. Um, right now, they're, they're pretty thin um, and struggling from a backup standpoint. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they respond
1: yeah my only disappointment with the regular season is it's kind of a carbon copy of last year um where they took care of business against the, the, the bad teams and their record is exactly is exactly the same against teams with a winning record or against playoff teams, exactly the same okay I'm dude I'm not I'm not making it up one and five and one and five against playoff teams last year and this year And it was right there for them. I I look back at the standings through week 13, and you see right at the top, Miami at nine and three, and Baltimore at nine and three, and Miami had the tiebreaker then. And then in the span of five weeks, they've gone from one to six, and Buffalo was 11th after week 13. And they moved up nine spots. So, from that standpoint, it's difficult to call an 11 season. Eleven and six seven, season seven. when you make the playoffs a disappointment, and yet, yeah, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, it is what it is. Call it, say what it is. It's it's they're they're flatlining, but part of the reason that they're flatlining is because they basically got a ton of injuries. No, no,
1: they're flatlining um, because they can't they can't level they can't rise up to the level of competition when they. I mean, this is not the last just the last two weeks where they come up short against. Playoff caliber teams, Philly, Casey, Buffalo before that. And the first Buffalo game was a spanking and against Philly, they were clearly beaten by a better team. KC game is one that they, they, they clearly could have won. Um, and then the last two games, again, I, I want to buy injuries as much as the next guy, but uh, every team is dealing with injuries.
2: Every team is dealing with injuries, but not every team wiped out a whole entire pass rushing unit. Or well, not this,
1: is, this is now. I'm talking. We're talking regular season. Obviously, they had lost Chubb, Chubb and Phillips. I understand that. And yes, yes, well,
2: Andrew Van Ginkle, Cameron Good.
1: No, Rains, no, this is, that's after that game. Coming into that game, but if we're going to go like that, Houston, which has a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback, went into Indianapolis on the road in a, in a in or or out game. Without their best pass rusher, without their little stud rookie wide receiver, without their veteran reliable wide receiver Robert Woods, with two offensive linemen missing, and they delivered. And the Dolphins came up short. And that's that's a disappointment to me. And again, that flip side, they're 11 and 6 and in the playoffs. So
2: listen, they're there. Um, this is the franchise's first back to back playoff berth since when, Poupard?
1: Since they won five years in a row, '97 through 2001,
2: Mm -hmm. that's a step in the right direction. Now the question is, can they go out and win a playoff game um, and end the drought that's had that's been here since 2000, I believe, 2000
1: or 2001? You don't know that day should be engraved into the memory of all Dolphin fans. 12:30, 2000. 12:30,
2: 2000. Yes, Um, we've seen a lot of bad losses and very few of them in the playoffs. But, you know, hey, um, at least we're there. Woo-hoo, celebrate. Um, and,
1: and Kansas City was a site of the Dolphins' first playoff win, which also may be one of their most memorable playoff wins. And it's actually the first NFL game I ever saw, which is, I'm going to date myself here, 1971 Christmas Day Classic. Mm. 27-24 in double overtime.
2: So hopefully the Dolphins can go up Kansas City and make history this year too as well. There you um, go. Taking taking down the Super Bowl champions. Um, All right. Well, I think we're done. We'll have Behind Enemy Lines tomorrow. Um, You know how to find our work, alldolphins.com, for free, no subscription, no paywall. And if you like the work, please like, subscribe, share, um, comment, tell a friend, rate. Um, We definitely appreciate your continued support. We know you generally do not come and do not watch when you're, you're, you're wounded and like wounded little animals, but we definitely appreciate everybody who clicks and watches even two minutes of, this video, of these videos or listens to the audio. Um, we thank you for your continued support. And on that note, we will see you tomorrow. Thanks everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.